this month's theme has been communication. All right, so we started with the broad kind of talking about talking. If you missed any one of these episodes, we highly encourage you to go back Mm -hmm. and listen to those. Uh, The second one was how to talk about sex. And the reason is we, in our experience and all the couples that come talk to us, even, even in our own lives, sometimes it's just, you need someone to give you permission to, and tools to talk about sex with your spouse. Yeah. Yeah. Never hurt anybody. Yes. That was the second, uh, communication episode this month. And then, then last week we talked about selective hearing Mm -hmm. and namely we talked to three kind of types of selective hearing, three levels of selective hearing and gave you some tangible ways to kind of begin finding your way out of those habits, out of those ruts. Mm -hmm. And today we're talking about the art of intentional or what is the word we used? Active. Active Listening. listening. The art of active listening. And so you can kind of see the the progression happening, Mm. right? So we go from ignoring, not talking, not knowing how to talk about to each other or about certain issues to now we're hearing, but maybe we're not hearing the fullness of what we could be hearing. Or should be hearing because our response is then, I think, short-circuiting some of the joy to be had or the pleasure of just being with each other conversationally and you know in our spirits and how we're understanding each other yeah yeah and and so this episode's all about that yeah that that art of active listening and getting to the deeper meaning that Mm -hmm. your spouse is maybe they're they're trying to communicate but they need your help to communicate that yeah um and then i think maybe we might change this but next week i think we're gonna talk about uh uh, learning to express yourself more more effectively (laughs) (laughs) i like being myself (laughs) Yeah, but you know what it means, because I always feel like I have a hard time just knowing what I'm even feeling. And so sure. how can I be known by you if I can't even put words to how I'm feeling? Yeah, so, express feels, I don't know if that's the right word. I understand what you're saying. So, express is a real word. It, it is gets a, a bad word. rap because people think like self-expression yes. has like yeah. this, this this ultimate value in our society. Right. But no, that's not what we're talking about. Expression is important if you're going to be able to be known, right? Right. And anyway, so yeah, so the art of uh, active listening, that's what we're talking about today. It should be a good episode. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. We had to be careful with this title. We were going to go with deep listening, but then we realized that's kind of a a new age. There's a, I mean, if you think about the words deep listening alone, they they mean to listen in a deep way Mm -hmm. with like intentionality, with active listening. Uh, but it turns out that that phrase, deep listening, has kind of other connotations. And so we're trying to be sensitive to that and be wise. We're certainly not advocating anything outside of what the Bible would teach about the human condition, about yeah. how to love and serve one another in light of how Christ has loved and served us. So I just want to be crystal clear about that. The whole point of of active listening, of deep listening, is to uh, not just not just empathize. Empathy is a big piece, mm-hmm. okay, and that, that is a big driver. Sympathy, empathy, understanding someone else's um, struggle, their pain, their their confusion, whatever that thing is. But it does the difference between, and we'll talk about this more. The difference between a worldly view of those things and a godly biblical view of those things is we don't stop there in the Christian yeah. worldview. Yeah, there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that reason uh, in this episode, and you can probably imagine. But 
Before we do that, let's do our housekeeping. Um, if you haven't yet, we would just ask that today you would take uh, 30 seconds and leave a rating and a review on your on your podcast app. Uh, it means the world to us. It helps other people uh, find this content and understand what, it's, what they're getting themselves into. Uh, it's very encouraging to us, and it, we just thank you in advance for that. Take 30 seconds today, either now or at the end of this episode, and please do leave a rating and a re- review. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> secondly, um, our Patreon community is growing. Sweet. And I love it. And so we're actually, um, we're almost past the 400 patron milestone. Oh, wow. It always ebbs and flows every month as yeah, uh, as things great. go. But I, I'd like to see us get to the 500 point fairly quickly. And the yeah. reason for that is, you guys, and I'm not trying to be kind of a doomsday or whatever. I just feel like our, our days are numbered in terms of how we can freely express the truths found in the gospel without a risk of... Um, being either Censored. suppressed yeah. passively or actively yeah. and what i mean by that so like for instance on facebook i know for i mean we have over almost i don't know over a mil, over half a million people that have liked our page um algorithmically uh if we post like hey jesus wants your marriage to flourish or something like that uh only i mean at most five three to five percent of our audience will even see that message wow three to five think about that yeah uh, now, if we use certain keywords, or if we link out, or if we try to do anything that's kind of not Facebook platform takes friendly, from, from Facebook, yeah. takes you away from Facebook, or in any way propagates a worldview, namely Christianity, that they don't find um, palatable, right. uh, then it gets it gets passively kind of suppressed. That's my that's my going theory. Yeah. I think I could probably support it with some facts um, and data and some data. And but the data. point is, is you know what? There's um, there's something to be said for rallying around the message of the gospel mm. and, and maintaining our kind of, um, what am I trying to say? Our ability to continue saying this message regardless yeah. of what bureaucrats have to say. All right. Mm. So with that said, if you want to be part of that small community, we, we consider you, if uh, we consider our patrons to be our close, closest um, supporters, go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage, P A T R E O N.com slash fierce marriage. And there's lots of, uh, tiers there where you can um, hop on board starting two dollars a month on up okay so let's get into the content today okay what is uh active listening or what what's the where's the need i'll ask you selena where's the need for active listening and this might be something that's super obvious but let's just hash through it real fast no i mean speaking from experience i think i tend to be my personality i guess tends to be one that listens and hears and then thinks I hear it all and I'm ready to start prescribing how can we begin the journey towards healing and reconciliation. In other words, I try to fix it, I think, too soon. Hmm. I don't mean to. And if it feels like an honest desire, right, to like help you. But And I've, I've experienced this in friendships as well. But I think the part that I miss is actively listening, like listening not to just respond, but listening to understand and hmm. hear and ask questions. I think I think we are so quick with information, generally speaking, as a culture, that we're quick to come to conclusions as well. Like that just kind of translates over yeah. to, oh, I get it. This is what you're saying. And then here's my response. Blah, blah, blah. Like we, we're so quick to compartmentalize, to huh. think we understand, to say, figure out our response already. Like, all right, let's move on to the next thing. You know, let's we've just pause been conditioned. For a sec, cause, cause that's great. And I want to just hover on that a little bit more because we think we can... Provide an answer because mm. we have this. We've talked about this in the past, 
but the prevalence of information, the ability of literally to have like kind of the world's body of knowledge mm. in in the palm of our hand has given us this false sense of omniscience. False sense. That I know everything. I can know anything. Right. And while it may be true that you can look up anything can, that has been yeah. discovered and posted within humanity, it's it's also true that we have a the, the false sense of omniscience means that I can I literally will forget what I just looked up seconds later. Right. And so, but because we read an article last week, or you know, I watched this thing last week, or I saw this YouTube video, or I talked to somebody, or I inter, inter, engaged with someone in some yeah. forum, now all of a sudden I I know how to solve your problem. Right. And that is a very shallow. It's just right. you know just enough to cause damage in that right. case. Right, and I think God is calling us to a deeper place in terms of how we listen because when we're active, active listening is going to take time. It's going to take repetition. It's going to take constantly, you know, dealing with some of the same mm. battles uh, until we experience kind of that breakthrough of saying, oh, I get it. Like, I've yeah. not been listening well and these are the ways I haven't been listening well, but Again, you don't know until you know, and you kind of have to just keep going at it, which I think is yeah. why marriage can be such a, a beautiful place in the covenant and this area, this safe place of us, you know, learning how to listen huh. to each other, learn how to uh, share information and communicate and connect better because we are just going to fail. We are going to have this false yeah. sense of, you know, I know everything, yeah. I know the answers, blah, blah, blah. So what, in my research, uh, in thinking through this and reading... Um, one of the things I came across was this, the notion that most people as, as these, they're just psychologists who I'm, I'm reading kind of like different psych- psychological kind of papers and articles. And one of the themes was most people rarely experience being deeply listened to. Mm. And tragically, that's true in a married couple's life too. Like mm. if you think about when you first got, in, I started dating or first got engaged <laughs> You're headed into marriage. There wasn't enough hours in the day to be listening right. and talking. You would just stare across each other, across the table at each other's eyes and just <laughs> just hang on to every word and every detail. I still cause, do. Because you wanted to, oh, that's sweet. Because <laughs> you want, and you wanted so badly to yeah. know this person. Yes. Right? It was, it's so novel. The relationship was so new. They're just this frontier, right? And you're, you're forging ahead and you're finding all the treasures to be found mm-hmm. in this new person that you have professed your love to. Mm-hmm. Look at what happens. We get into marriage and you all know the story is we get in, we kind of hit cruising altitude and we think, man, I know enough. Like yeah. I kind of, we're okay. Or we're I good. know this issue that she, he or she is dealing with and I know the why, and I can just kind of gloss over all the stuff that they're saying right now. And I'm just going to cut to the chase. And that is the, an- the antithesis of deep listening. And you, that's, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. Catch yeah. you off a little guard. Do you Please. think you're a good listener? No. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean that to be picky, but when you're like, we just tend to gloss over and cut to the chase, I'm like, I feel like that's something I value in you in a lot of ways, but I could also see how that can be. So there's a difference between glossing over and being incisive. And I'm not saying that I'm incisive, but you can... Like, and maybe I I appreciate the incisiveness about you, right? And I think that's what, well because another perspective. Somebody can bring another perspective, and they can cut through all the noise that you've been busy about, right? And get down Trying to the core to of it. And you're like, oh, you said the thing that I've just desperately that's exactly been exactly f- it. Maybe that's the active listener, right? <laughs> They're able maybe. to do that. Uh, yeah, and, and we're gifted in different ways. There's times when you do that to me, yeah. and I'm struggling, and I'm I'm in my own head, and you'll yeah. just come in with this like 
hot knife through the butter of my brain. And I'm like, oh, yes. Okay, yes. that's the thing. God used you. You're, you're my helpmate. It's right. amazing. Well, and one of the, I think one of the blessings of pastoral care or biblical counseling right. is just this idea of how active they listen or how active they seem like they're listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming that they, <laughs> to all the counselors writing. out there, right? No. Um, yeah. But there is this, there's just this, they've been trained in how to respond and they've been trained in how mm. to read, you know, well, body language and what's actually being said. And maybe that, I would say they're probably some of the best active listeners. Well, I would hope so because you're paying them, you know, $130 an hour right. or whatever. Right. Uh, but the cool thing is, so a lot of these therapists, I mean, we have our good friends, uh, Drew and Leanne, mm-hmm. they're counselors. And Drew says, like, one of the biggest things that they try not to do is to, they, they just try to ask more questions instead of saying, okay, here's your prescription. Go right. and, and take two pills and call me in the morning, so to speak. Right. Um, in other words, do these things and then let me know how it goes. Uh, he says it's it's more about leading the journey in the conversation. Mm. Now, granted, as a spouse, that can be very patronizing. Right. Where you're like, okay, I'm just going to lead Selena on this journey. <laughs> I know where we're going. Lead me when and, I'm in the mood to be led. Okay. Well, you start <laughs> to feel patronized, if, but right. it's a different dynamic. So we have right. to be aware of that. But the, the, the cool thing is that they are literally in the business of active listening because they have no other stake in the game other than just to understand mm. what you're and going through. you understand, right? Yeah, 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 I guess. Yeah, so to help you understand and Discover what, what your understanding yes. is. And so they have a, a series of tools that yeah. can be diagnostic, they can be therapeutic, they can be, you know, they have different purposes. Right. But tools, you know, conversations to have, questions to ask, yeah. uh, different ways to phrase questions. And those all become the means by which you can peel away the layers mm-hmm. and understand just a little bit more. Right. Ask just another, like you're just thinking like you're chipping away mm. at like a, at, at a, um, I'm thinking of like an archaeological dig, yeah. right? You go, you find this you can't pot. just go in with hammers. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you gotta like, sweep it and you really gotta gentle. apply a solution very, yeah. and, and it's gotta be like acid free. And maybe our, <laughs> may, may, may our words be acid free. <laughs> Uh, tox, toxic, uh, what toxic substance free. Uh, the point being that that's their job. And so there's a reason why that when people go to therapy yeah, and this could be your barber, <laughs> this could be, uh, your bartender, uh, this could be just somebody that you go and, and go hunting with. I mean, I'm thinking of all kinds of, your bartender. Uh, well, that's like a movie thing. That's I know. <laughs> sorry. It sounds like I, I have a, like, my own bartender. Is this where you go? <laughs> I can't remember the we last time I've been to a bar. Questions. Yeah, hashtag COVID. That's where we met. Yeah, we met Selena at the bar. <laughs> we shouldn't joke about that. Uh, there are people that... You know what? That's fine. There's nothing wrong with going to a bar and having a, a an adult beverage with friends, okay? In moderation. Yeah. Right? So anyway, don't don't at me with that one, okay? Don't send me emails. Um, look it up. God... Yeah, anyway. Uh, so... Jesus' first miracle. <laughs> Listening is a skill that can be learned. I think that's one of the big premises that we're starting with today Yeah, is that true listening, this art of, okay, it can be learned and it can be taught and it can be gleaned and it can be studied and it can be practiced right. and dare I say, it can be mastered. Well, and don't you think, I mean, didn't we read about this? There's, there's two different kinds of listening. Oftentimes, I think many of us, well, I do, I'll just speak for myself, I listen to respond because I just so desperately want to be helpful 
because I know how I value that help. I value that wisdom of somebody speaking that into me. Mm -hmm. But then I project that onto other people who may just need me to listen to understand and just ask questions to empathize, which sometimes feels like I'm just enabling. Um, But again, God is God and I have to kind of follow that person on whatever journey they're on and just trust that God is at work and that I can pray for them and that I don't have to always have a solution. I think sometimes our responses are, we just feel like we need, we have this pressure, this undue need to like offer a a fix. Like, how can I fix this for you? Well, we want to be the hero. And that's, I think maybe where we can hang our hat for a few minutes here is that we, we want to be the one that solves the problem. And I think the heart of Christian listening is that I will never be the ones to ultimately solve each other's problems. Okay. We can exon- we can encourage, we can exhort, we can help, um, but ultimately the only help we can really provide is to is to apply the salve that is the gospel, right. the, the, to apply the truth that is God's word. Yeah. And so the answers aren't found in us, and that kind of grates against I think our our. Are the nature. nature. So that's why sometimes we're, some are very apt to being fixers. Now there are some things that can be fixed right. that, that that are just kind of common sense. They're based on you know wisdom versus folly. Yeah. And so I I want to frame this a little bit and kind of give us a little bit of structure. As you're talking, this occurred to me that as we sit down and have a conversation with each other, there's a progression that happens. There's the hearing, which we talked about um, last week, and hearing the full the full picture, <laughs> opening our ears. Then there's listening and listening is what we're talking about here is internalizing understanding mm-hmm. taking the things you're hearing and p- applying the filter of wisdom to them and and this is huge understanding where where those words are coming from okay so that's what listening is it's not just hearing the words but hearing the the circumstance hearing the heart hearing the tone hearing what you know about your spouse you're hearing all that stuff that they're not even saying yeah that's hard and you're and you're putting it into a context and listening and hoping for the best, not assuming that they're just, right. you know, because they could be complaining or having a, a bad day and be, not being super nice to you. But you can still listen and hear, like, I get that you're not attacking me, even though you are. I get that <laughs> I have to be big enough to say right. what's really going on yeah. and ask those questions. So there's hearing, there's listening, and then there's the reading. Mm. Like, so that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You, you read the situation. Yeah. Okay, so Selena's my wife. Is she just wanting me to listen here and then just leave it at that? Is, or is she is she asking me right now to help her? And sometimes in some way? you just verbalize that to me when I'm when I'm I'm just like I just need you to listen right now, or I need your advice on something. <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. I think we are able to get more familiar with each other and know each other because of past miscommunication or lack of hearing mistakes yeah. that we've had in conversations. But now we're kind of in that rhythm of like, hey, I. I just need you to listen and just be on my team, you know, and Mm. we'll joke and he'll just, he'll empathize with me and just be like, "Ugh, that person's the worst, you know, and just Mm. jokingly. um, But also, you know, Hey, maybe there's another perspective on this. And sometimes I'm like, I don't want to hear that right now. But most of the time I'm very grateful that he's just even listening. Not that you don't listen, but I'm grateful for your active listening because it feels like you care. Okay. Okay. And that's great. And and I want to get around to, the benefits of active yeah. listening that I think we can identify at least three really core incentives why we need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to finish this kind of logical sequence that I was thinking in my head before I forget it. It's here, listen, read your reading the situation and then responding based mm-hmm. on how you're reading the situation. And that's where I could, as your husband, just say, that's hard. I love yeah. you. <laughs> that's really yeah. hard. Or 
here's an idea. Yeah. Let's fix it. Let's hear, or you know what we can do tomorrow? I'm going to take uh, an hour and I'm going to just take care of this thing that's on your mind mm. right now so that it can, so that you know that I support you, not just in my words, but also my actions yeah. and my priorities. Yeah. And I'm serving you and loving you like before I'm serving and loving right. other things, other right. people. Um, so that's. Would it be a stretch to say that um, Jesus is one of our models for that hearing and listening and responding? What did you say? Hearing reading and responding hearing, uh yeah so he, we talked last week about how he's he's kind of the perfect model of hearing because he he kind of knows he doesn't miss anything right he's not ever kind of distracted by other things well, he knows your thoughts he knows your beginning and end. Yeah. he knows so i would say that he's also our model for listening and that he understands yeah. he hears and then he internalizes in a way that he understands more fully not right. not that we're ever kind of this is where you have to be careful we're not ever like introducing a new information to god right right jesus is god and so it's not that he's somehow because we've talked to to Jesus that now he underst- he has a new sure. understanding yeah, yeah, of yeah. the universe. Yeah. But he is he's shown I think patience is is kind of the marquee of of God's brand of listening and 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 loving and responding. Right. And it's it's a little bit of a hard thing to say because he's never having to read a situation. He just he knows, he, he knows the, the right situation. way to do it. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> know, so, but we look to Christ as our model for loving each other. We look to our to Christ yeah. Um, in terms of how to uh, deal with conflict, right? And so, so maybe that's sorry. I'd, maybe that's where it is. Is he's not ever listening in a selfish way, right? Or in a self-serving way, right? Yeah. And I, I think another just how I would like to highlight the gospel in this area is that um, if we're, I guess I would just ask ask the question: like, are we practicing? active listening when we are in the word and, and, and praying to God, are we, if we, if we're going back to, you know, we're trying to actively listen to our spouse, but if we take a few steps back and we can't even actively listen to the word and to, you know, the Holy spirit when we're praying, how can we expect ourselves to respond in a way that reflects Christ that huh. reflects interesting his glory and his purpose for our marriage and for our lives that's I guess that would be my my question is that I don't yes yeah. Jesus is our model we will never be Jesus we are never we were not born he is perfect he is king we are not mm. so but if we know him right through his word we are listening we are allowing active listening is is allowing I think even some of that risk to be involved that vulnerability that mm. um yeah not meaningful risk because I don't think that is. I think that's on more totally on the, on the communication the side. side. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, well, it's interesting you said that because I, I, I'm I'm doing a lot of study right now on how to act um, accurately, kind of divide God's word. Right. And if I read a narrative, for example, you mean divide? <laughs> well, yeah. Understand, communicate. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Like faithfully, yeah. Um, even teach. Yeah. Right. And I mean, that's kind of what we're doing here. Yeah. Is how do we do that? With faithfulness, with yeah. fidelity, without perverting the word of God or the intentions mm-hmm. of God or the character of God, and that's that's a very sobering thing to <laughs> to to undertake yeah. is to do that because in I mean it's the the truism is true as most truisms are is that the the more I learn the the the, the well, use this word the dumber I feel yeah like the more I learn the stupider I feel and so I'm like really humbled by this yeah and so anyway the point is you, when you when you're reading scripture to do it well. 
you have to ask yourself a series of questions like what uh oh. who wrote this right why did they write this why to? who is it being written to yes and what happened around this scenario yeah. and we're asking what happened around this text um what is wrong with this picture like in other words what's the what's the bad thing that's happening right. here what is uh, what is the author who or the person who's saying these words or writing these words? What are they trying to say? And what mm. are they what are they trying to draw my attention to? Um, what uh, it, what's the sequence? I mean, some of this starts to kind of feel like it doesn't make sense in terms no, of but conversations what, between what people. Mo- but no, I think it's a great model though for us to be talking. Right, you and I are talking, and I'm saying, gosh, in my head, I'm saying, where is this coming from? Who? What mm. is? What? Where is his? Where are his words actually, or to whom are his words actually being directed at? Maybe not me. There's a risk there. Then the risk getting is getting that wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a risk that you could be wrong. That yeah. you could be. Which is why we ask questions. About, like you yes. said it second. That was the first thing. You're like, we go to God's word, and we ask questions. And I think that's the first and truest way to begin active listening mm-hmm. is to ask questions. But the key is when you ask the questions to actually want the true answers yeah. to not. And that's what happens with scripture is we go to scripture and we, we ask a hard question and we get a bad, we get an answer that we don't like. And the question is, yeah, it's not a bad answer. It's an answer we may not like. Yeah. And the, yeah. So the question is, are we willing to let that answer change our view of that scripture right. or the change our view of God? Yeah. And, and that's why we have to read it so carefully mm. so that we're getting an accurate view of God and not some distorted, culturally informed, selfishly informed view of God. So the biggest question that I've, that, that, hit me like a ton of bricks as I'm doing this study when you're going through scripture is asking yourself, why is this included in scripture? Mm. Why, why did God put this in the Bible? Mm. You can't always answer that with fully, but it begins to shed light on, okay, we remember the, the Bible is God's story of his redemption of his people. It's a story of, of Christ. It's a story of creation and redemption mm-hmm. and salvation and all these wonderful things. It's a, it's a book about God. And so even in a story that you don't feel like God is there, mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself, where is God in this? Mm-hmm. And why is he tell- why is this included? And that really does start to inform our view. So let's back that into the, into the marriage conversation space. Mm-hmm. Um, our marriage is not scripture, so we have to kind of <laughs> parse it out a little bit. But I can ask myself, why is Selena including this in our conversation right now? Right. Why is she bringing it to my attention? Why tonight, of all nights, we're mm-hmm. tired you know, the kids are being crazy. She's bringing this thing up. Why? Why am I, why is she raging like this? Why is she saying it the way that she's saying it? <laughs> okay, but no, that you're joking, but that's the right question to ask. And it really does like, happen sometimes. <laughs> where is her frustration coming yeah, from? Yeah. Is it coming from just the kids are chaotic or is it coming from days of this? Or is it right. coming from a, she's feeling Season a lack of, of support yeah. or she's feeling a lack of understanding or she's feeling or a lack of. there's big transitions, things happening outside of you. So a lack of security. Yes. A lack of safety. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so as a husband, I can see, and I, if, I, if I have the wherewithal and the wisdom to ask those questions and then let the answers of, like happen to me yeah, and let them actually change me, yeah. then I can say, okay, I don't have to be defensive. Right. And we can she love each loves other me. through that. Yeah. And in that. Yeah. Her, her frustration is not an indictment on me as a man, as a provider, as right. a husband. It's just frustration because of X, Y, and Z. Now right. I can love her. Right. And so I think the, the one of the biggest keys is that it's not uh, like active listening is other focused. It's and not that's, about you. It's not about you. Yes. And that's what we said. We're listening to understand, meaning that when you, when you admit that you need to understand something, you're yeah. admitting to yourself and to your spouse that there's something about you I don't know. Right. So I need to know this new thing about you. Well, yeah, and there's a humility aspect to it because we, whether we admit it or not, we want it to be about us. 
Like, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm yeah. speaking from truth because I would like to think that I don't make everything about me. But guess what? Ask my husband. I he's always saying this is not about you. This is not about you. But simultaneously, I, I'll say that you're one of the most selfless per- people. Right. It, Sorry, I didn't mean I to like. I didn't mean to say it like that. But right. I tend to. F- hear myself talking about myself or making it about me more and more and only because I want to find that agreement. I think that's where it comes from. And I don't mean to make it about me, but I want to say, hey, I'm experiencing the same thing. These are the questions I have. (laughs) Right. But it's not helpful (laughs) in that moment to you because you're like, I'm just going through this and I just need you to ask me questions. I need you to show me that you care. And I'm like, we're talking about it. (laughs) Right. Like that's probably some other people's response as well. Like I'm listening. Yeah. Well, are you listening though? You're not engaging with me. Well, I'm sitting here looking at you in the eyes. Well, okay, I want more. What does that that's mean? That's why we say the art of active listening yeah. because it's not just, hey, go home and ask your spouse these 10 questions <laughs> and you will be a good listener. There's You have to read and know and there's an art. It's not just a science. Art it's not just time. two plus two equals four. It's not just that. It's two plus two equals four. And how can we write it in a beautiful way? Yeah. No, <laughs> so it, it takes there. time. And if oh. we expect it to not take any time, then we aren't, our expectations are not calibrated. Yeah. They're not right. So we absolutely, I think, need to yeah. take that model of reading scripture start with some of those questions and understand, right? Mm. That we just, we need to hear, are we really hearing what is being said in scripture? Are we really listening and are we reading Mm -hmm. it in a way like with our spouse? Are we really hearing our spouse? Are we really listening to what they're saying? Are we reading maybe what's going on in the situation? Are we asking those questions? Are we diving into some of the struggles saying, Hey, I know you struggle with this. Was this part of how you did you feel like this when this was happening or I would just say do that carefully because it's it can be really easy to assign a, 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 a silo or a category to a, an event or an emotion yeah I think if there's a tone and there's a way of doing that and, or a time not to do it and a time just to listen and still keep gathering information and just hesitate to jump but you can to only that. do the best you can like I just I think I feel defensive because I feel like I do try my best and I still can fail miserably. <laughs> I'll use one example. Um, we and I'll use our daughters, um, and it's because it's you'll see both sides to it, right? And as a listener, you'll fall on either side of it. <laughs> but they'll be having a tough night, whiny, arguing, and so. And this might we, when we do a parenting podcast at some point, <laughs> we'll talk through this stuff in more detail. But they're arguing, and I'm like. Clementine, she's usually the one that we have to talk down off the off the oh, ledge, so to speak. Right in the middle. She's middle in that of our age, <laughs> and she's got a strong personality, and we love her so much. I'll say, Clementine, what is going on? Like you're not listening, you're talking back, you're you're arguing, and I'll say it in her terms. And then Selena will jump in and say, Oh, she's just really tired. They had a long day. She's tired. She's cry. She's she needs to go to sleep. And I'm thinking that doesn't change the fact that she's disobeying right now. I get that. That's why she's disobeying. <laughs> she's still disobeying, and so. Or sometimes they'll be wanting to, to express something and you'll say, you're tired. You just haven't eaten. You need to go, you know, go brush your teeth and go to bed type of thing. And they still feel what, they're, what they feel, even though they might know they're tired. Mm-hmm. Saying they're tired and attributing their behavior to the tiredness doesn't right. actually get to the bottom of the behavior. Yeah. And so we have to be careful to say, like, is, is, is it just because of this? Because we want to assign a cause so quickly and I'm saying that yeah well that's what I'm saying active listening doesn't always have to assign a cause right away well and it's not quick we're conditioned for quick and fast and easy and like yeah take a pill go to sleep type of thing and And that's that's not what I think we're called to as believers we're called to bear with one another Ooh, bearing that's lifting and bearing the weight and 
striving. And a and lot of how that's done these days is through listening. Mm. Yeah. In so my opinion. three, I'd like to get into these because I think they're, they could be yeah. helpful. Uh, three, I'll say big incentives mm-hmm. for learning this art, committing yourself to learning the art of, of, um, active listening, active listening, deep listening <laughs> to say. learning the art of active listening. Okay. So here's the first one. This one's really, really easy and, and intuitive. So true listening, truer listening leads to a truer knowledge. A, therefore that leads to a truer empathy or a source of empathy or relate relation. Mm-hmm. Like, so we can now relate in a newer, truer way, which then leads to the final thing, which we all want is a truer help. Hmm. So a truer listening leads to truer knowledge, leads to a truer, deeper relationship, and therefore truer help. It begs the question, though, why does true have to be there, right? Like, shouldn't we just be good at listening, which would get us more knowledge, and then we'd be able to empathize? Like, I feel like words are losing their meanings because we are Hmm. so quick with them, and we're so... Oh, because we can hear, and that's, Again, that's hear, why I want true yeah, in there, because yeah. we can have a false sense of knowledge. Okay. Like, I know what's going on with you, but <laughs> did you listen? Like, do you really know? Like, because you might have a false knowledge, therefore true. a false okay. empathy, therefore a false unhelpful. Yeah. No, pers- that's good. I'm glad you defined truer because, or true, because I I was feeling like it was not true. <laughs> it just feels like a, yeah, like you're just, it's this redundant statement, right? <laughs> But no, I, I would. The reason it's there is to contrast. I think against false yeah. or lies yeah. or um, just even half truths. Okay, so that's the first one. Mm-hmm. It helps us help. It helps us help each other better, mm-hmm. and we know how to listen um, and do and and su- subject ourselves to this art and this discipline of of active listening. Mm-hmm. Well, the second one is, and this kind of goes hand, hand in hand, but it's the means by which we know. So, uh, Selena has this phrase, or I can't remember if it was you or we talked in one of our editorial <laughs> meetings. Um kind of this getting at one another. Uh-huh. And that's where I think next week we're going to, we're going to talk about. I think it's you. I've always heard you say that. Like, how do I get at your, like what's in your heart? Yeah. There's, it's like this treasure and it's buried and it's, it's, it's entangled. The more in... you dig, the more dirt that falls onto <laughs> it. <laughs> and so getting that's at, I, that's how I listen. <laughs> um, really getting to know each other in a deep, and I'll use this word penetrating way. Yeah. Um, is the way we do that is through this type of listening and yeah. this, this pursuit of your of each other's mind mm-hmm. of each other's emotions, and God has created humans as deeply complex. That's like that's a huge, a huge statement. But we are not just two dimensional beings. Mm-hmm. Okay, what, our dog Bentley. Like if you if you throw a, a throw him a bone, like he's happy. Like it's done. He's happy. Yeah, you got to treat. He's happy. Uh, that's not true for humans. Like we need there, maybe there's, Lou. there's more <laughs> maybe your baby. There's more dimension to us. It's yeah. not just about physiological or just... Mm. So we shouldn't assume that there's only one answer, one fix. I think we have to mm. explore, right? Yeah. With each other. Yeah. Journey um, alongside one another. Yeah. And, and this this tool of communication, of hearing, listening, speaking, is literally... like We, we can't mind meld one another and know what's going on. <laughs> no. Like we have to be able to communicate and yeah. hear yeah. in order to get at one another. Mm-hmm. And the communication could happen through a written word too. It's not limited to just audio, but the point is, is that this, this skill, um, is the only way that God's really given us. Yeah. Um, I wanted, I want to take a quick pause and have this caveat. Um, we haven't brought scripture in yet. Uh, that's because we're kind of building on the last couple episodes. Um, 
the the whole the whole kind of doctrine, if you will, the underlying kind of truth that drives the the even desire and the ability to listen to one another. So go back if you haven't listen to those. One of the things I do want to kind of um, bring back to our attention is just this passage from Philippians two. Uh, it says, "Do nothing out of selfish ambition, um, um, but with what, how does it go? I don't have it in front of me. Shoot, so vain conceit." Well, it depends on the version. Um, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, mm. who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with mm. God a thing to be, to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So what we're, what, then mm. we talked about that last week, but this, this posture of not thinking more highly of ourselves than we mm. ought, remembering that the, the one that we worship, our God, our savior, our friend is the ultimate example of ultimate power, ultimate humility, mm. ultimate opportunity, but still ultimate sacrifice. Gosh. Yeah. He, he did not, in another passage is not that consider. Yeah, it's right here. It's did not count equality with God, a thing to be grasped. He yeah. humbled himself. And he didn't have to. He's the one human in all history that didn't have to do this. We gloss over the equality with God. I mean, again, if you read the Old Testament and you are looking at who God is in the midst Mm -hmm. of the Israelites, uh, the Jews, and people who were God's people, and you see the laws and just everything they had to do, and then they would go to God, and then they'd walk away from him, and he would still... Like, there were some big punishments there, and there were some big, like, death that happened and he still I mean so to with all that authority with all that power all that glory he is the creator there's no one above him there's no one equal to him he didn't Mm. take even an ounce of that with him yeah I mean he is fully God and fully man so I can't say that well that's tricky because he was fully man I mean he is that's what I meant he's fully God and fully man but he didn't use there's no like caveats to that. It's right. like he was subjected to every ounce of humanity. He right. wasn't just like pulling his godhood out of his back pocket. Right. Like he, there's a lot that's, that's a complex Christological kind of conversation to have. Point is, he's our example of of humility in this case. That's the point. And so when we listen, and I wanted to take a pause and just remind ourselves and our listeners that that's where this is coming from. Um, is that we have endowed? We have been endowed with value, worth, and importance by the Creator of the universe Himself. Therefore, we must and should endow each other with value, worth, and importance um, as we have these conversations. So, I just wanted to make sure that we revisited that um, as we continue the conversation. We probably should have done that at the outset, but here we are. Here um, we are. <laughs> all right. So, uh, three big reasons. The first one is uh, we get true listening, true knowledge, true empathy, and therefore truer help for one another. Mm. Um, it is the second big reason is this art of listening is the means by which we know one another. Yeah. There's no other way than to be actively listening and, and probing and mining for more and more information in the heart of your spouse. And the final big incentive is simply it's a joy. Mm. It is a joy um, to experience. I read in one article, it said the goal of deep listening or active listening is to acquire information understand a person or a situation and this is the this is the interesting part experience pleasure Hmm. so it's a joy and then it continues on active listening is about making a conscious decision to hear what people are saying it's about being completely focused on others their words their messages without being distracted in other words Hmm. it's a joy to know each other through this process wow 
So it, in that way, it's maybe call it selfish. I and don't care. We I don't, think the point is. No, yeah. We don't take on that um, approach, I think, very naturally when it comes to listening, that it's a joy to listen to you because yeah. usually we're kind of like, okay, what do you need? Like, again, we're fighting this. We're fighting to some extent this conditioning of, okay. I'm if it's not fast, kidding. I don't want it. If it's not yeah. easy, I don't want if it. If I can't figure it out within a day or two, then ugh. Even then, that probably sounds like too long. <laughs> Any couple of you guys that we've counseled, we've talked with, we've walked with, th- who have gone through months-long struggles, mm-hmm. they will tell you that, man, it was brutal, but man, are we better for it. Yeah. And we got down to, and we, and we, we got down to it, and right. now we have a deeper trust, a deeper understanding, a new skill set. Right. So, it's not a quick fix, though, and that's praise God for that. I and mean, this is why it comes all the way back down to covenant, down to love, down to the gospel, yes. is that the, the marriage, is that's why it's so beautiful. This is the only institute, institution, marriage, yeah. that allows this level of human relationship. Mm. It's the only way for it that's in God's huge. design. Yeah. And that's why it's so beautiful because with a covenantal bond, I know I'm not going anywhere. You know you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. We know that of each other. And now we have a place, a venue through which to work this out mm-hmm. and to learn to love in these deep ways. So you've heard us talk about that a lot. But um, so that's what those three big three reasons. We want to leave you with kind of some thoughts on where um, kind of how to what are the, the, the red flags or the yellow flags or, the op- or how we can recognize <laughs> opportunities for deep listening? And so just to throw some things out there, um, this could probably go, um, you know, in a lot of different directions, but these are the first ones that came to my mind. Uh, we, we can recognize opportunities to deeply listen or actively listen uh, during, this is going to be hard, but it's one of the best opportunities. It's during fights. Yeah. It's during your conflict. It's during your arguments. It's humbling yourself and saying, I get it. I'm angry. I probably feel right right now and I'm justified and I'm going to make a good point. But instead, I'm going to shut my mouth and I'm going to question myself. I'm going to ask questions of my spouse. And they're not questions that are inflammatory, but questions that are about getting information. Well, and sometimes it's just about keeping your mouth shut and waiting that extra minute. Because it's it's amazing to me when I've waited about 30 seconds after you've said something and I think I have the answer. And I just kind of wait and sit. Then you say something else, and I'm like, "Well, that's ex- not at all where I thought this was going." Or, praise God, like He's already recognizing right. some things, and I just get to be here to listen and, you know, be next to Him during hmm. this time. Whatever it's, I don't know. Sometimes just shutting your mouth is one of the best things you can do. <laughs> and I've, and so to counter your, because you said something about me, I'm speaking from experience. No. <laughs> I've found that when I ask you uh, more questions and I confirm meaning, we talked about that yeah, last week a little shared bit. shared meaning. Like, I hear you saying this, or are you saying this? Right. And try to say that in a way that's disarming, not like, who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. How dare you? Uh, so asking those, <laughs> I can't believe it took us that long to get to that reference. Um, that found it to be super elucidating and helpful. Yeah. And, and it makes me want to know when just by asking those questions, makes, I actually want to know. It makes me feel valued again. And it affirms yeah. that you're actively listening to what is going on, in which my is heart. huge for building trust and communication and friendship and friendship. Yes. Um, okay. So during fights, that's a great opportunity to actively listen. The next opportunity is during a big life change or a big decision. Yeah. So we're just moving and totally thought I'd be like, we got this. It's totally fine. You just pack <laughs> things in boxes. You just move to a new place. Not even that far. It's fine. Guys, 
our world has just been <laughs> upside down. It's, 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 it's among the hardest things human beings go through. You know, Ryan move. told me that because I was having a real I mean, crazy night on Wednesday. Or no, it was a couple of days Monday, I think. And I was just like questioning everything. And so this is my tendency. And I recognize this about myself. And he's helped me is just you can't make any big decisions or big assessments during big times like crazy times because i tend to reassess everything in those moments right. because it's wrong so something must be very wrong i must have made a really bad decision a long time ago <laughs> when in reality like you're just at sea and the and the waves are yeah are you're just really going high, through a hard time and there's nothing you can do just get through it you yeah. don't have to throw your boat away <laughs> this boat's broken <laughs> it's too rocky <laughs> get another boat there you. Uh, I'm not trying to be uh, fun, but there, there we did it. <laughs> um, so during life change, like that's an opportunity to ask these questions yeah. and to pause and to hear and try to hear without defense, without having your defenses up. Yeah. So life change, and I think just kind of external pressures, not maybe within your marriage, but um, you know, with yeah. family or friendships or community, just yeah. something outside that is is um, affecting your marriage. Yeah. Um, other life change scenarios could be, you know, maybe your kids are getting ready to go off to college yeah. um, and that's a big thing. Or maybe your parents are, are getting sicker mm. and that's causing yeah. stress. Yeah. Maybe there's been fallout in a, in a family relationship or yeah. a personal relationship. Um, that kind of falls into the next one, which we'll get into. Um, I'm just trying to think through some of these life changes. Maybe you just had your first baby or maybe, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> or maybe you just, you know, you got, hired or fired from a job or yeah. a promotion and yeah. now you're working, you know, 20 hours more a week. Yeah. So those are all opportunities to recognize that it's that that you don't know everything there is to know about your spouse, the situation or how they're perceiving it, how they're responding to it. Therefore, the only tool you have is to deeply listen, is to as to listen hard. To actively listen. Actively yeah. listen. Okay, so the next one um is next opportunity to actively listen is when one is distraught. And this sounds obvious, but like you can tell when your spouse is, is out of their groove, they're out mm-hmm. of sorts. Now it's time to perk up your ears and ask mm-hmm. questions. And that could be, like we said before, because of a relationship mm-hmm. that becomes some sort of circumstance, some sort of stressor, outside stressor. Yeah, and you got to proceed with caution around there, right? Because again, good intentions <laughs> have gone awry, mm-hmm. speaking from experience. And, What's going on with you? Why are you so... <laughs> mm. And it could be because something you did. Why are you and that's, so bummed out? <laughs> it could be because something you did as a spouse. Maybe you broke their trust yeah. or you said some things. Right. Or, and so, I mean. It's hard to. It's going to be. Maybe they're distraught because they're trying to figure out how to approach it mm-hmm. with you or something. And so that'll take some extra effort, I think, to rebuild trust simultaneously. Right. Because sometimes they'll feel like you're just listening now because you're. You know you're, you're wrong. the perpetrator. Yeah. And you're just the perp <laughs> and you're trying to make do, make, make right. Yeah. And I just feel like you're being, you know, so you have to rebuild that trust and rebuild those bridges. But, Man. um, yeah, so, uh, we can go on and on. I think, uh, listener, you'll be able to dis- discern when those opportunities are. I think anytime there's, go ahead. Um, I was just reading, uh, further down in Philippians yeah. real quickly about being lights in the world, uh, verse 12 and talking about how, um, uh, do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God. We talked about this last week. Without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among you who shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Hmm. Um, even then I poured out. Da, da, da. But a mark of you know a believer, the fruit of a believer, is one huh. that is able to listen 
well to actively listen, hmm. to actively hear, to actively then respond, right? Hmm. From a place of knowing God, knowing his purpose, his will, his desire for us. And so again, those that's, that's how we are lights in a dark world. That hmm. is how yeah. humbling ourselves, you know, looking to Christ for that humility, understanding that again, this is where yeah. we can magnify Christ in a dark world. That's great. Um, so couples conversation challenge for this one. Mm-hmm. I think uh, just simply sit down and talk about your active listening yeah. tendencies. Yeah. Uh, in other words, are you taking the time to ask hard questions and to listen to the response mm-hmm. and let the response inform you? Um, and, yeah. and if you aren't, um, just simply find reasons why. Yeah. Maybe you're distracted. Maybe you're too busy. Maybe you don't value your spouse like you should. Um, ask those hard questions. Uh, and I'm confident that as you ask and answer those questions, honestly, that'll get your foot on a better path toward better active listening and deeper community in your, in your marriage between you and your spouse, deeper yeah. relationship yeah. and therefore deeper intimacy so and greater joy. So, uh, so that, that, that's, that, that's your assignment. Go okay. do it. Go get it. Go get it. Lord, I thank you for, uh, our listeners. Um, the husband who's listening to this, the wife who's listening to this. Mm. I thank you for their willingness to work on their marriage, but not even, not just that, but to do it in light of your word mm-hmm. and in light of, um, all that you are and, and, and even to, to be obedient to what you've said, Lord. Yeah. So I pray that you would enable that husband, that wife, that couple to flourish in this area of communication and to enjoy deeper communion with one another, mm. deeper inti- intimacy, deeper joy with one another, Lord. Marriage is truly a gift. It's yeah. a profound, deep mystery of a gift mm-hmm. you've given us. I pray that you would allow us to be fruitful in it and faithful in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, next week uh, is going to be our last um, episode on communication for a little while. A little uh, while. We might touch on it again here and there. We're doing themed um, kind of chunks of content over yeah. the coming uh, months here. Uh, but next week, we're talking about kind of the other side of communication. Uh, and that in James, it says, be slow to speak, quick to listen. So often we, 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 read, we hear that and say, don't speak hardly at all. But really, right. there is a time to speak a time to hmm. speak accurately. And so there's, there's a, there's skills to be learned around communicating, uh, and expressing your thoughts with fidelity and with, with clarity. And we're going to talk through kind of what that looks like in the marital relationship. And I trust that it will be helpful to you. Yeah. So we got some, some really tangible tools that I'm going to bring, uh, to the table tangible for that one. Tools. Tangible tools. With that said, uh, this episode of the fierce marriage podcast is in the can. Thank you ladies and gentlemen for joining us. We'll see you again as always in about seven days until next time. Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the fierce marriage podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.